Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Encounter with God Together. I have with me a very special guest today, Emmanuel Oladipo, who has had quite a, a, um, a resume of service with Scripture Union, starting in Nigeria, working with school children in a predominantly Muslim area, moving on to be the General Secretary of Africa for Scripture Union, and then the International Director. And uh, Emmanuel has seen so much uh, of our work uh, across the globe, and um, and it's just a real honor, Emmanuel, to have you with us today. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Gail. It's very good to be back here. And you're on uh, <clears throat> you're on London time today, right? Yes, I am. Okay, yes. good. Well, it's a little a little further in your day for you yes. than me, but uh, <laughs> looks like things are going all right so far. God is good. Yes. Emmanuel, I would love to pray for you before you uh, share. Hmm. Father, I do thank you for Emmanuel, for all the things that he has seen over his career with Scripture Union and service to your word and to children and families. And I, I thank you for the way he has influenced your work across Africa and indeed across the whole world. And I pray now for him as he shares your word that you will give him um, words from your spirit and that it, you'll encourage him as he encourages us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we're still in Genesis and uh, we're picking up with the story of looking for a wife for Abraham's son. And uh, I know God's given you some things to share. Yes, Gail. It's amazing, the word of God. And it's a real privilege this week that we have to study the lives of three patriarchs, different aspects of their lives, uh, three generations of them, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, and in these readings, we see segments of how each one of them, these are the fathers of the faith. Yeah. They were very flawed people. Yeah. And yet, God demonstrated his grace in amazing ways to each one of them. So uh, starting with Abraham, uh, it's a very positive uh, start this week for us. Abraham wanted a wife, not just any wife, a good wife for his son, Isaac. Well, mm. who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> true that. Uh, but he had a, an interesting privilege, which we usually don't, however much we would wish it. Don't you wish you could have chosen a wife for your son? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, um, if only. All we can do, though, and we need to take it seriously, is to counsel with them and to pray with them. But we can also follow the, in, in doing this, we should follow the criteria that Abraham set in his own situation. He, he sent his, his servant to go and look for a wife for his son. And he gave him two conditions. Not one of the daughters of the land, but also to go to his own family. And in our own day and age, the principles apply also to us. Not one of the daughters or sons of the land 
the land being the godless world that, so, that surrounds us, uh, we are called to be light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, to shine as light, not to, become, not to be unequally yoked together with sons or daughters of the land. And therefore, we should look for a spouse from the family, from the family of God, mm. from the family of believers. Uh, how can we be sure that this happens? Abraham's servant set for us a very good example. He prayed. He prayed earnestly. He prayed specifically. And we have this prayer answering God. And when we call upon him in faith, in the name of Jesus Christ, he has promised and he will answer. And therefore the onus is on us to be sure that we pray. Poor Abraham, a man with his own failures and failings. We read in chapter 25 about his wives. <laughs> Not just one wife. Oh, we know all about Sarah. Right. The faithful wife that he had for how many years? But then we also see tragically how he thought that God was slow concerning his promises and therefore went into Hagar. We know the story of Hagar, but most of us don't know that he had even a third wife, Keturah. And we read about her and her children in chapter 25. Well, uh, for most of us, we are not in danger of having three wives. Even if we wanted, the law of the land doesn't in, in most of our cases. I, I, I say most because I, I know that in some countries it is still allow, uh, allowed. Uh, mm -hmm. It would not be a very wise thing to do. Uh, our Lord Jesus Christ specifically mentions it and says that this is just not on. In uh, Matthew chapter 19, we read from verse 4. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore what God has joined together, let man not separate. Uh, unfortunately, uh, even though the law does not allow many people, even Christians, do take um, clandestinely a second. Uh, we don't call them wife. No, we call them lover. What a misuse of the word love. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, sadly, Christians do that, and we've, we've had so many scandals, even among Christian leaders. Oh, my brothers and sisters, this should not be so. God has given us specific instructions, and when we break them, we break them to our own sorrow. And it's a, it's a disgrace, not only to us, but very often to the church of God.
Uh, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Chapter 26 goes on to Isaac. Oh, Paul, poor Isaac. <laughs> Evidently, history was not his best subject at school. <laughs> he, he did not learn from the unfortunate experience of his father who went to Egypt and pretended that his wife was his sister. Uh, his father even had better excuse than him, at least his father, his wife was his half-sister. Um, as he doesn't have that half-excuse, <laughs> he went to, he tried to protect his skin at the expense of his wife. How sad. Mm. Uh, God's desire is for the man specifically to to look after the welfare of the wife God has given to him as, as spouse, as helpmeet. <laughs> just just uh, by, by way of uh, an anecdote. Um, I understand that in uh, Middle East countries such as Libya and Iraq, traditionally when a man and a woman and his wife and family are going out, you know, to like, say to the next village, uh, the man would always go in front because it's his duty to encounter whatever uh, uh, problems, whatever wild animals or, uh, is coming along to molest the family. But of, in, in recent years, they've changed that practice. Now the woman goes in front uh, and the man comes behind. Uh, it's not because of a big philosophical shift, it's because of landmines. How sad. <laughs> well, us too, we cannot afford to just point the accusing fingers at others. And I'm speaking to my fellow men, are we responsible? Householders, do we take the responsibility seriously which God has given to us to watch over our family, to provide for them, to protect them, to do all that is in our power to mm. make sure that they are safe and secure and well looked after? The last two chapters deal with, of our reading this week, deal with them. Um, with Jacob. Uh, we know all about Jacob. Um, he, the, 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 his very name, the supplanter. Mm. His duplicity. Yeah. Stealing the birthright of his, of his, uh, of his brother. Uh, you know, he did not have to do that. His brother Esau had already forfeited that birthright. Mm. And even without the scheming, which admittedly it was his mother that, uh, that started it all, even without that scheming, God would have given to him what God intended. But no, 
she must try to, as we read uh, in last week's studies, try to help God. God is able to look after his businesses. His Absolutely. He's able to fulfill his promise without our uh, scheming. The end does not justify the means. Mm. As, uh, as, uh, as uh, an African proverb says, what the toad will eat, the good Lord will not hang upon a tree. He will bring it within the reach of the toad that he knows that toads don't climb trees. And what God has promised to you, he will bring it within your reach. You do not have to cut corners. You do not have to engage in duplicity. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Mm. Well, because of this, Jacob had to flee. His father sent him to his brother. But wonder of wonders, this man of, of lies, of deceit, along the way, who did he encounter? The loving and gracious Lord appeared to him at a place called Bethel and renewed to him his promises to his father and his grandfather before him. Isn't he wonderful, this God of grace? Yes. And we can thank him again and again because we are favored with even more grace than the patriarchs because we actually live in the age of grace. <laughs> You're right. The Lord Jesus Christ has died on our behalf. And he has given himself to us. And the Bible says, having given his son to us, with him, God has freely given us all things. So that the Lord will enable us to rejoice in his goodness and to live to the praise of his name. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Emmanuel. Very much a privilege to praise the Lord for his word. Yes. Yes, let's do that. Would you like to pray for us? Okay. Okay. Our loving Lord, we, we praise you for your word. And we praise you for the examples of men and women of old. It's, it's wonderful to remember that we are men of, of like nature as ourselves. Mm. And they did exploits in your name. Please help us to learn from their mistakes and to live a life that, that is truly honoring to your name. Oh, you are a God of grace. Teach us not to presume upon your grace, but to seek your help day by day to live a life that is honoring to your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Emmanuel. You've done a great job covering a lot of ground in a short time. I know that you could have much more to say. Um, but I think, you know, what you brought out here, this this whole idea of the human frailty and the, the grace of God is a good uh, a good lens for us to look at these passages this week and uh, learn from learn from our patriarchs mistakes and and uh, give thanks to the grace of God that continues and keeps his promise. So 
uh, I'm I'm pleased with uh, with that word word to to lead us this week. Thank you, Gail. You're welcome. And what are you going to be up to uh, this week? Anything interesting? Oh, the usual. Um, um, what's her name? Not nothing in particular. Stands out. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm sure you'll be a, a blessing as you go, about, uh, you go about the things that you're doing. And um, we'll look forward to having you back again. Maybe Thank we'll you, give Gail. you a little shorter, shorter territory to cover next time. <laughs> Blessings <laughs> on you. Blessings Thank on you, you too. And, and for those of you who um, may have just joined us and aren't reading Encounter with God, you can get the, um, the daily Bible readings both on our website, on um, it, either in print, in your email or right online each day. And uh, you can do that at this URL that's uh, on the bottom of your screen there. And uh, we hope you'll join us, uh, those of you who are not already part of the Encounter with God reader family. And, um, and those of you who are, we pray for, uh, for God to meet with you this week. Emmanuel, have a great day. Uh, Thank you. Watching, have a great day. Bless you. Blessings. <laughs> Bye for now.